Welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new movie from our mother's giant collection. I'm your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And this week is Halloween theme. Happy Halloween! And we watch a Halloween-specific movie, even though basically all it was was trick-or-treating, and that's how it just got added to the list. And this week we watched... E.T. The Extraterrestrial by Steven Spielberg. Another one. Yeah. Got a kind of uh no i can't say theme it's his second one he's got lots of films in our collection so we'll watch oh, many yeah. of those yeah yeah we are dressed up i have a cape on that violet threw at me and said just for fun and you are dressed up as a pirate yeah i am you i'm wearing a, a pirate hat. hat and all and a little vest <laughs> so uh happy halloween it is coming up. It's not today, but hopefully you have a wonderful time trick-or-treating like the kids did, even though they didn't go trick-or-treating. They kind of <laughs> did. But yeah, I was a bit concerned when we pulled this that it wasn't going to be Halloween enough. And I was like, it's it's themed. It's kind of got so, like, eh, but it worked. Yeah. It didn't get me in the mood of Halloween by any means, but no. I would pop this on if... Uh, I needed to watch a Halloween-ish film. I think that, okay, I think this film is a great first week of October. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, even if it's just like, like, fall. Not that I have a house, not that I hand out candy, but if I was like handing out candy, just pop that in the background. Yeah. And then have it playing and then you can occasionally look up. You already know the storyline. You kind of know what's going on. There's some really funny bits and then you're just handing out candy to kids. Yeah. It's, oh. it's actually not a bad one to do do that with. Okay, well, we advise doing that. Why did mom buy this? We found out that she did not buy this. Mm -hmm. we, there's, a, I guess, a little bit of a story, but not really too much of a story. And I actually remember the story. I didn't know about this, so you had brought it up. And I thought it was because, I thought this one was Jurassic Park, but I'm mixed up in my memories. I was a kid. So we were young when we received this DVD. We had this DVD in our collection. It was one of... The earliest ones. This was released in 2002 and we got it basically either in 2002 or 2003. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm like at least top 50s, if not top 20 DVDs that we owned. I'd say 50. Okay. Yeah. Um, and essentially it was Christmas and our uncle received it as a Christmas gift and he was like, oh, I don't want this. So mom was like, well, I, we have a DVD player. Sure, we'll take it. The kids can watch it. I don't think we had seen it. Yes. Had we, we owned this or we rented it okay. on VHS. Okay. Okay. Because I, I don't ever remember watching this DVD. No. It just kind of got put in the collection and it was like the fanciest DVD we've had in the collection. Like the the box for it um, has this really cool, like the, wow, Jaylene's just modeling the case. Um, it, it zigzag, it unfolds. The DVD itself looks like a moon, and then there's a cutout on the front to make it look like a moon. Like, it's really pretty, I'd say. Very, very, very pretty. Yes, and if we weren't doing this project, it would still be wrapped. I unwrapped it during the great unwrapping. I know that. I know that for a fact. So the great unwrapping happened either before we moved or just after we moved. One of the two yeah. situations. And no one has watched this film. I am the sole person who has watched this film. Yeah, because I watched it on Prime. Yes. So this is 
a special 20th anniversary two disc limited collector's edition and Steven Spielberg never wanted to make a sequel, but the 20th anniversary was coming up and he felt as though, okay, this is like the perfect time to like re-release the film and add a whole bunch of behind the scenes and whatnot. So it's quite the collection on here. I have a lot of DVD bonus features to go through, like a lot. There's like 1.5 hours worth of, it's just as long as the film essentially and the movie's on here three, three in three different formats. It's on here. I didn't watch the movie three times, but I'll t- I'll walk you through like the different reasons uh, that you can watch each film and the experience that you can get from it. I'm glad that he didn't want to make a sequel. It's perfect the way it is. I don't need to know any more information. I think it would ruin the mysticism. Of who these aliens are. Oh, yeah. Because that's what, how you drive the plot further. Yeah. And it was just basically what would an alien look like with like the first kind of discovery and then him finding home and leaving it as is. Did you watch this and think, I have seen a little bit of this before? Oh, I've seen the entire thing. When I could have retold this story prior to watching it. Like, impressively so. I was like, oh, I feel like I've just seen this movie uh, within five years is what it felt like. But you had I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. I know. There was things that are happening that I felt as though... And I was like, oh, this is going to happen next. Yeah. Oh, and this is what's going to happen. Oh, and then this is going to happen. And then you were waiting for certain scenes yeah. to yeah. come on Completely. and happen. I could have retold this story. The only thing I didn't remember, the only thing, is them playing poker at... In, in the house when they're playing that poker game and the pizza that's that's the only scene I probably couldn't have retold yeah and it's very minor it's not yeah, yeah. what are you dressing up for as Halloween I am in the midst of making my Peppa Pig costume I made a mock-up of just the dress portion in this other fabric to figure out I have a Halloween themed half marathon that I have to run and so I have to run in this costume and so fit was kind of critical and uh so my material is flowy and it's uh synthetic and it has some stretch to it and it also if I get tired of wearing a half a dress for a half marathon I have to be able to take it off and fit into my little bag yeah, that makes sense. Um, have you been watching a lot of Peppa Pig so that you can um, emulate Mrs. Peppa Pig? I don't know. I don't know anything about Pe- Peppa Pig. Mrs. Peppa Pig? Mrs. Peppa That's Pig. That's Mommy Pig. Sorry, Mom. No, but I mean like Peppa Pig. Yeah. yeah herself. But, no. I know absolutely nothing about the show. How, do, how does she act? What does she like? I feel like she's very like... <laughs> regal looking no she's annoying as fuck and like skippy and like yes. oh a flower no but annoying why do people watch the show then because she's so funny and like people do edits on youtube of other clips and or they add little um subtitles as to like subtext as to like what's also happening in the plot okay um let's see that's sad if you can't whistle <laughs> Jaylene just showed me a clip of Peppa Pig First impressions And I need to say this for one Is Jaylene was mouthing the words as the clip was going So um, closeted Peppa Pig Watcher over there But I, I'm i glad I don't have kids And I don't have to listen to that 
I'm glad I don't work with kids that age. Yeah, she's like quite annoying, but it's also quite comical. So I couldn't relate. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The video game is so annoying as well. Huh. Yeah. Cool. What are you doing for Halloween? No idea. I haven't even thought about it. I don't work that day, so I don't I don't have to dress up for work. Um It's a Monday. I think I'm probably going to watch a movie and it probably won't even be Halloween related, likely because on Mondays or Tuesdays, I watch the movie for the podcast. Uh, So it won't be whatever the movie for that week is. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, I have nothing planned other than just the run for that weekend. But back to E.T., the extraterrestrial. This movie is 40 years old. And when I told mom and dad that, they kind of freaked out. How old were they when it came out? Uh, Ballpark. Uh, early, late 20s. Yeah, because the mom's like, I saw that in theater. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of theater, good segue here. The budget was $10.5 million, and worldwide, it made $792 million. It was like one of the top earning films until Titanic came along and (laughs) killed it. And then Titanic got squandered by Avatar. So it's the third highest grossing film. This is more relevant when we watch Titanic, but that's impressive. And I say that so because Titanic is an adult's movie and E.T. is a kid's movie. So cool. Like actually really cool. Yeah. And I think the other reason why it was so sec- so successful in the theater was it had stayed in the theater for a year. It never left theater. And Steven Spielberg never wanted to release this on VHS. He wanted this to be a family get-together every Halloween. It would go back into the theaters and people would go back and watch it. 1982 this makes sense. There is no technology. VHS has kind of just slowly started to hit the mass market and prices of it have come down. So him like thinking that the movie theaters and no technology is going to surpass that, it does make sense. He got pushed into releasing this onto VHS was because Parents wanted to be able to put it on in the background, have it on running for their kids. And entertained, yeah. The only way that they would be able to get this was through a pirated copy. And people were then complaining that, like, obviously the pirated copies were horrible. And it was one of the highest pirated movie in all of, like, the world. Because for so long, it it just... Yeah, exclusively in movie theater. Exactly. And then at some point, he gave in and released it. By December 31st, 1988, the film had sold over 15 million VHS. That's a lot. Damn. The other thing was, it was made from green plastic as a measure to confound video pirates. So it made it nearly impossible to pirate that copy Mm, so you actually had to buy Buy the the real original this film was nominated for best picture it did lose to gandhi have you seen gandhi before no okay i watched that in high school that was a required 
well, I can't say required, but it was it was on and we had to write you. something. The man who won Best Picture for Gandhi, Richard Attenborough, later said that he felt bad that he won and actually thought that E.T. should have won. It's hard. They're completely different. You've got Gandhi who's doing his work in India and it's telling a real rich story. And then you have this little cute little alien with his little best friend boy. I Like I understand, but when I think of 80s movies, E.T. kind of stands out a bit more. I like I think that's kind of an important thing in my mind when it comes to Oscars winning best picture and blah blah blah. It's like when you think back in time to these films, what stands out to you the most as being something that is timeless? This film in a way was completely timeless. Yeah, there's some funny things that happen where you're like, "Uh, I'm starting to see like the duct tape of things held together." But the whole magic of this film and the scl- and the slow reveal was fantastic. Oh, it was great. I think I have a note that says movies aren't shot like this anymore. No. And I and I was never bored. Like, every, I, we talked about this. I, we mentioned this on the podcast before where everything's just like, so go, 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 go. And there's not a lot of room for breathing. But I wouldn't say there was room for, like, there wasn't, like, something and then, like, pause. It was, like, this um, dramatic build up to a reveal where all the information wasn't given to you and there was visual clues and you wanted to see what was going to happen and what you saw happen was never it didn't let you down it wasn't like oh lame um it was it was just great love this movie like genuinely i love this movie it's i understand why it's a classic i watched it and i was thinking i don't know if you're going to like it but I'm glad that you did. Why did you think I wouldn't like it? I don't know. There was something about, well, <laughs> when the the chase scene came up, it was like, well, she doesn't like car chases. So like, she's not going to enjoy this. My note says car chase scene. <laughs> and then it goes bike chase scene. <laughs> uh, I don't know. For some reason, I just, I didn't get Violet vibes from this film. I laughed, honestly. Okay. That's like, good. The majority of it was just it was funny and the story was really good the music was pretty good mm-hmm. I, okay i might have underestimated you i can oh some of the things i found funny weren't meant to be funny either i was like what who who made that decision which i'll get there when we oh, get there okay. but i genuinely just laughed through an entire scene that's not supposed to be funny okay we can jump into my bonus features because there's a lot and I have to speed through part of it because, again, there's just so much. My bonus feature DVDs content is more about the 20th anniversary release, less so about how the movie was made. There's a little bit about that, but like not strictly speaking. Was it full screen or widescreen? Widescreen. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Continue. Yeah. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure I would have noticed. I noticed, actually, yes, because there was bonus features that came up. I was like, ah, it's full screen. But I was like, okay, that makes sense. This is archived data from the 80s. So for the 20th anniversary release, after Steven Spielberg said, I don't want to make a duplicate or a sequel, but there were some things in the original film that 
he was a little bit upset about and the perfectionist in him was like, oh, like if only I could go back in time and fix this. And he was like, I have this perfect opportunity to go back and fix some things. And it's the manipulation of E.T.'s mouth and it's the manipulation of like his eyes. And then they also photoshopped out guns that the men were holding at the end when the boys are flying at the very end, the bike chasing. Like, I mean, they kept the rifles in. So yours did. I'm going to explain. Oh, I'm going to explain. I watch a slightly different version yeah. than you. Okay. So, so for the 20th anniversary release, there are three different movies on this. And the first one is... The original? Yes, the theatrical version. Okay. And so that's what you saw in the 1982 movie theater. Then there is the 20th anniversary, and that's when uh, he went in and he fixed what he wanted to fix. Then there's the third one where for the 20th anniversary special that they did, John Williams led a live orchestra for two hours doing the entire film and matching exactly what it is cool we also have that we have that we have that that's cool i want to watch that yeah and oh wow my music score is less than what i probably would have given that had i known that and maybe could have watched that and i'm going to actually kind of partially explain my music score now i'm not going to reveal what it is but my music score is lower because I didn't find as though for John Williams, there was nothing standout-ish because like you think of Jurassic Park and you know it right away. You think of Indiana Jones and you know it right away. You play me E.T. and I'm like, I don't know what movie this is from, but it's science-y and I might be able to deduce, deduce it from there. I agree, like, this is really, like, and you'll get my music score as well, but I agree with what you're saying, but how I also felt about it was, I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like Star Wars. Like, it wasn't anything new, and he's the composer for Star Wars, so I was, I mean, it doesn't exactly, but it sounded similar, and I agree, there was nothing that was like, oh, this is E.T., I'm gonna, I can hum the tune of this, uh, I think... The music overall was well-placed. It fit the scenes. Um, And I really enjoyed the last piece when the credits were rolling. But I was kind of disappointed. Like, I I, I don't... It was just like, oh, okay, there's music. And I yes, I noticed the music and I thought... My two thoughts were, oh, this were good. Or, oh, that sounds like Star Wars. That was it. So, given that... And then I watched part because like all of a sudden one of the bonus features came up. Let me look to see what it's called. Live orchestra in L.A. called The the Shrine. And I was like, okay, let's like hit play. And I like fast forward like a couple or whatever. But they did the universal music. They did literally everything. And so I was listening And I just was a bit more speechless. And I thought this adds such a 3D-ness to this this film, even though I know the film's also 3D, but you're just having that atmospheric expression happen in front of you that 
it I changes. Like watch this movie then on like a good speaker system as well. Yeah, with the orchestra with, playing. Well, now it's the just immersion like, is probably dad's yeah. round system would probably yeah kick in and be well worth the money that we haven't touched in a really long time. So there's three versions on that. Later on. Steven Spielberg, after the 20th anniversary release, he then did some more thinking. And it was like, no, 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 I actually think people should experience it the way that I originally had put it out in 1982. You can't watch the uh, 20th anniversary unless you own it. So Amazon has the original 1982 unedited copy that you had watched. Cool. I was very confused when I originally looked at the DVD because you have all these discs and I was like <laughs> which, one? which one do I watch do I watch theatrical or do I watch enhanced and I thought oh well there's a reason why they put enhanced out so I have to watch it but then I want to know what was different about enhanced which thankfully it did get explained to me and it's minor thankfully I okay so I didn't get to see the mouth and the eye updated with a VT which is fine I, I thought he was actually him himself has done fine. But the guns that you mentioned, literally, I had that thought when the boys are flying up and over. I was like, why are they holding rifles? They're not even pointed at the boys. They're just literally in their hands like they were going to point them. And instead, they're like waving at them to stop. And I thought, why Why are they holding them? They're not They're not using them as the prop that they should be used for. And also, they're not going to shoot at these kids. Yeah. And so that Doubtful. was... Yeah. That was Steven Spielberg's thought... 20 years ago now, because this movie is 40 years, that why do these men have guns? Yeah. Like, there's no need for it. So they changed it to walkie-talkies, which okay. made sense. Yeah, and I um, I agree with, or I understand why he was like, I'm going to change that, because, yeah, not a, bad, not a bad thing to change. So the first one was the 20th anniversary premiere. It's 17 minutes and 48 seconds long. And it's the whole setup of the live orchestra in LA. And it's played at the shrine holds about five to 6,000 people. I don't know how you can say that, but where, where do the missing 1000 seats go? <laughs> and it was the setup of doing the two-hour orchestra production, how John Williams had to like work with his crew in order to get this all set up. And it just was came off as like a, a throwaway comment. And someone was like, no, that actually sounds cool. John thought that was also cool. And then realized how crazy that is. That poor man had to stand up there and like move Ooh, his body yeah, yeah, yeah. for two hours. Yes. You also saw that he was given cues 30 seconds. So like there's moments where like there's no no music happening, but they also did some of the sound effects. So he would be given like 30 seconds ahead of time as to, to like get ready to. Yeah, wow. because you're trying to line everything up. It sounds as though it was very successful. And at the very end, they did a live uh cast and crew so they brought up quite a few of the people and they did applauses or whatever because they didn't have credits rolling and that was pretty much that because you saw snippets of him playing against the movie and then the next option is actually seeing the film with that so i thought that was really cool by the way this is all on disc one of the bonus there's two discs yeah more yeah I also have a comment that, oh, it happened March 16th, 2002, the red carpet event, and lots of early thousand A-list celebrities showed up, 
And then the next one is space exploration is just like an added fun thing. E.T. tells you all about the planets <laughs> and Pluto is included as a planet at this point, which makes sense because it's 2002. But it was removed and it was added back. So it's still a planet. It's still. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he tells you about like the atmospheric condition. He tells you about like if there's any water, if there's any oxygen. Obviously, things have changed. And with them like exploring Mars, he could have probably told me more. But I didn't listen to all of it because at this point I was like, I have a second disc to go through. The second disc, the making of E.T., the extraterrestrial, 24 minutes and six seconds long. This was like... There was a lot of bonus features. When I said it took me an hour and a half, I was not joking. Steven says this is his most personal film and draws characters from his personal life. E.T. represents the imaginary friend he wished he had through his parents' divorce. I really didn't think about that until he said that, that this kid uses him to... Because like they are a family who kind of aren't necessarily close, but this was the one thing that all of a sudden united them together. He talked about the hiring process. Drew Barrymore was actually hired first as a kid, and he loved her little spunk because she said to him, I'm part of a punk rock band. And all of a sudden he was like, oh, this girl has like attitude. Like she's 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 perfect for Gertie. Robert, a uh, character... Robert is the real person's name. Who's the older brother? I keep forgetting. I didn't write his name. I wrote down Gertie and Elliot. Didn't, <laughs> didn't write the older brother's name. I'm sorry, older brother. Okay. Uh, Steven put a lot of himself into the character. So Steven Spielberg is the older brother to two younger sisters. And so a lot of the quirks of him making fun of the kids, lifting them up, playing pranks and whatnot, that was Steven as a kid. And so him and Robert played a lot around a lot in order to get and develop this character to kind of being an annoying older brother, but also very protective. There was, I kind of missed this and I kind of didn't understand, but there was an additional scene that was added for the 20th anniversary. It like really glossed over and I was like, I don't know. Was there a scene that you remember E.T. on the scale? Okay, so there is an added scene then. So... He he jumps on the scale. They're basically like dissecting, not dissecting him, but they're trying to figure out, are you like us? Can you like, how much do you weigh? How tall are you? And they're in the bathroom and they're doing all of that. Did you have a drowning scene? He's in the bathtub drowning. Oh, okay. That also happens. Okay. So there's a whole bathroom scene that happens with E.T. and the kids. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Didn't get that. I'm I'm also... Keys? Who's Keys? Oh, Keys is... Uh, liter fit, literally, he's the man with the keys. He's the doctor at the end. Or the um, a agent. So then is Robert Robert? Yeah, I think so. The boy's name is Robert. And Maybe. the actor's name is Robert. Okay, there we go. I think is what it is. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So because E.T. is a planter, they wanted to, they go into like the development of how they came up with E.T. And he wanted, they wanted a squishy appearance and earth-like. So like that's where the color came from. 
E.T.'s placement for scenes came first when they were setting up shots. Floor was raised to hide all of his cable that was attached when it was animatronic time. And then E.T. had a hand model and he also had real people in E.T. costumes. So they um, used small people and then they used a boy who had no legs as well. And then, yeah, there was a woman or a girl who had really long fingers. And so that scene when he's like, yes, you can't see him. You just see a hand trying to flop around and grab things off of the table. Yes. The film was filmed in chronological order. Nice. To help the kids react accordingly to the previous day's work. That never happens. And so everything that was happening as like things are getting darker and things are getting sadder, they then can pull from like, okay, this is now reacting to, and they can get into the mind space. And I think it really worked. Steven Spielberg also drove in the point that it's a movie for everyone, not just the kid and me. And I kind of was thinking about this and the fact that he's talking about how you have to defend your likes to someone of like, oh, well, that's just the kid in me liking it. And he's just trying to say like, you're allowed to like Like, what you like mm -hmm. and you don't have to defend whether or not that just because it's quote unquote kids movie that you can't enjoy it. This film is for everyone. The next feature was designs, photographs, and marketing. And E.T. has processed drawings, photos from the set, and marketing materials used. It's just basically pictures. It was five different click menus. They were quite long. I didn't watch that all. I just didn't have it in me. I looked at some things, but I was like, this is so much. The reunion section. It was 17 minutes and 56 minutes seconds long. Again, a very long segment. I did not watch the whole thing. Basically, 20 years later, they talk about their experiences. Scenes used in previous bonus features were also pulled throughout. They also did some cuts to the film when they were talking about certain scenes. I I think I did about 10 minutes, and I just found it a bit repetitious. Yeah, that I repetitive, yeah, that you did. Yeah. Next one was cast and filmmakers, who everyone is. It just basically did a little bio. Then there was production notes. That kind of showed the byline and then it talked about sales then dvd rom total access for your pc i did not put it in the pc again it kept talking about windows 95 (laughs) and i just was like i'm really just not gonna bother then special announcements so they advertised for special olympics which is still an active organization adopt children and Universal Theme Park. Nice. So that nice. was all of the bonus features. That's As you lot. can tell, that was a lot. You watched an entire like other movie worth of, of stuff. Yeah. So you watched the movie over two days. I watched the movie over two days. I actually watched the movie over two days. And then I did a third day of bonus materials. Because obviously at that point I was like, I don't know if I can do all of this. And... I found the first hour a bit slow, but I'm also sometimes on my very first watch in a long time. I just am like, but I want to know what's going to happen. And I'm just sitting there guessing. But then the second hour, I found that I was in a much better mood and I just let the story take me where it was. 
but you watched it because you were tired. Oh, I stopped watching. Yeah, because I was tired. I got to, I got, I think I watched like an hour. I stopped around where he phones home. Like they create the device to phone home and I started to fall asleep there. So all, all the only other things that really happened afterwards is when the bad guys come. Oh, okay. Really. Yeah. Like when it really starts to like amp up or it's um, more action, I guess. I was just tired. I was late. I wasn't bored of the movie at all. I also have another fun fact that I read that I should add, but I don't think there's anything else that I really wanted to add before we jumped into the film. But Reese's Pieces, mm-hmm. they were used. Mm-hmm. Eminem was approached. They said no. Oof. Big tough. mistake. Yeah, tough. And they said no because they didn't want to be associated with, with that. like extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They just didn't see it appealing to kids. <laughs> okay. And this yeah. is not the first time, but it's one of the earliest where product placement is also kind of put into place for a film. And there's kind of a brand deal happening. But it is funny because he was eating Reese's Pieces and I was like, yeah, I could go for those right now. <laughs> when just when they were trick-or-treating, I was like, oh man, I miss getting candy. <laughs> well, we're adults. We can buy our own. I know, but it's like... It's so expensive. It's so expensive. But the nice thing about trick-or-treating is you just get this large mixture of so That's many true. different things. But if you buy your own, you're stuck with the box that you bought. Yeah. And then there's always a mix of one bar that you just don't, don't like in that mix. Why? Why? Except for the Arrow, Krispy Crisp, Smarties, and Mars. Kit right? Kat. Oh, Kit, Kit Kat. Kat. Yeah, that four mixture, you can't go wrong Coffee Crisp, yeah. Coffee, Coffee Crisp, um, Arrow. Smarties. Smarties, Kit Kat. Uh, uh, Canadian Smarties are, are really good. And um, what's the Mars Snickers? What's the third one? Uh, like a Wonder Oh, I I, yeah, wonders. no, I don't like that one. Um, I'm the no, the one that I'm thinking of that's really good is um, Maynard's. It's like Sour Patch Kids. Oh yeah, yeah Swedish yeah. um, it's fish, fish, berries, berries, and uh, Sour Patch. Oh, cherry blasters, cherry or blasters or peaches. Yeah, I think it's peaches. Yeah, it's the mixture of those. That one's everyone in that box is great. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Mum bought a mixture of wonder bar butterfinger and something else why no one in the house is gonna eat that and i just was in pure disgust that she bought this terrible chocolate into the house she's like yeah but this one bar is great i'm like you had to buy three others that are terrible to go with it and there's like 20 in the box and no one's gonna eat i think it came with oh henry and i don't mind oh henry it's grown on me yes it's grown on me and it's also okay well what am i left with I've ate all the good ones. Oh, Henry's next on the list. What does Reese peanut butter cup come with? That's another one. It's just peanut butter cups um, because I don't want uh, peanut oh, contamination. Yeah, contamination. Yeah, that's correct. Do you have anything else to add? Um, no, there's just like some small fun things that I read about, but we can address them when we get there. I do want to say go and watch um, Elliot's audition. It's incredible. Yeah, he this, cries. This boy just cries on spot. Yeah. And he's so convincing. Like, don't take my alien. Yeah. No, he's mine. But he likes me. Yeah. No, you can't see him. 
And it's so, so good. Yeah. And I had seen that a few years back prior to even seeing oh, okay. the movie. Yeah. Why? Someone showed it to me. Someone sent it to me. I was like, watch this. It's oh, good. okay. But random. Yes. I really enjoyed the beginning setup of this film. It's dark and mysterious and and silent. And you're trying to figure out what's going on as a viewer, as a first time. Like part of me is a bit upset that this wasn't my first time watching it because you then are also sitting there trying to figure it out. But as this is my second watch, but a good 20 years plus later, I knew what to expect. I wish I had had never seen E.T., didn't know what E.T. was, like didn't know what this alien blob thing looked like, like no idea. I hadn't seen any clips or memes or like literally I wish I had never seen and could have experienced this for the first time. And I mean like never like never seeing a trailer, like literally going blind into this movie and just watching it would have been magical, I think, or just like, wow. And my favorite part of that opening scene, I will say, is the shot when he's just like staring up at the trees and it stays on them for like a solid five seconds. Like it's a very, I think it even flips back to it. And you just see how how small he must feel with these huge, massive trees after, I don't think it was E.T. that picked it up, but one of them picked up a tiny little tree and was holding it in their hands and walking with it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking yeah. about. But yeah, I, I think the first five minutes of this film is one of the most wonderful slow reveals because I don't know. I don't know if someone else would direct this the same way where they would kind of just show you what this is. And I absolutely loved that you didn't see any of the adults until the later half of the film, excluding his mom. Yes. Because the men that show up and are chasing the aliens, they're all blacked out or they're shadowed out. Mm -hmm. And then it's always filmed from the waist down. Yeah. And I, I truly love that. I just, it created a us versus them. And it was very distinct. And this was all about the kids' experience and how the kids are the main focus and E.T. is the main focus of this film. And it was all shot at E.T. and Elliot's height. Yes. So you got that like small little like looking up at everything. Yeah. So aliens are there. They're studying fauna. They get called back. The one that wandered away gets left behind. And there's men with flashlights chasing the one that gets left behind. And it's E.T., but we don't know it's E.T. at the moment. And we then have the opening scene of the kids and Elliot wants to join them playing. They're playing Dungeons and Dragons. They're playing poker. Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. I swear to God they're playing poker. They're playing Dungeons There's and Dragons. There's money on the table. They're betting. They're playing Dungeons and Dragons. The Wright brothers who did Stranger Things. This is how they started because they were playing homage to E.T. I swear they're playing poker. No. Even in IMDb, Steven Spielberg talks about how much he loves Dungeons and Dragons, and that's what he wanted to bring in. Oh, okay. Well, because it seemed like, call me in for the next hand. 
and they, he like takes up a wad of cash off the top of the table to me. I swear. I thought they were the cash poker. was for the pizza. I know that, but it, it felt like it was poker for some reason. Also in capital letters, I forgot a, a letter. I just say who's smoking, but what child was smoking at that table? I don't know. And I also saw that. Oh, it could be, it could have been one of the teenagers. They were definitely doing that. There was no one with, but there was no kid with a cigarette. Oh, okay. <laughs> is the, the confusing thing. I was just like, who is smoking? <laughs> Anyways, it, it threw me off. So he wants to join playing, but they make him go and get the pizza. He runs inside worried that there's something in the shed. They go inside, investigate, and he's not there, but there's strange footprints. Elliot goes back outside and wanders through the cornfield. He finds that there's footprints again, and they end up running into each other and scream. However, E.T. is not revealed whatsoever. It's the pure focus on Elliot's reaction. So you still don't know. And especially as well, because E.T. does this weird peek around, but you only catch one eye. And um, this is why I wish I had seen this movie without ever knowing what et like what et like i think it would have been cool yeah definitely and freaky i would have been like oh god what did he see (laughs) the next day he uses reese's pieces to try and attract him and he finds a guy in the field investigating and runs away but you don't see the guy but it's the guy with the keys because he comes up later on and it's always shot down and you always see his keys you always see that his keys jingle his family doesn't believe him and clearly, like, the parents are divorced. Dad's out of the picture. And he... Can I just pause you for a yeah. moment? The insults, these kids were flying at each other would not, not pass. What is this movie rated, actually? Please. I think PG. I think there's minor swearing. Well, they use, like, douchebag and... Uh, I'm bitch. Um, like, the insults they, fl- they fling at each other, I'm like... Or like penis, penis head, or G. like. <laughs> but in Canada, PG. Okay, it's. I was like, oh, you don't hear insults like this on movies anymore. Honestly, yes and no. Like early thousands, though, you would hear "bitch." Yeah, no, but like the way that the kids were insulting each other, I was oh, like, okay. I feel like you don't hear that as often. I think it what? is an accurate portrayal of what teenage boys would be saying to each other yeah yes but i feel like that is not it would be too filtered out yeah so the mom finds out that the dad's run away to mexico and she's all upset because he hated mexico and she's like finally realized like the divorce is like truly really happening and his brothers i like this because i wrote this down the brother says think about other people for change and i was like okay like this is going to be a turning point where all of a sudden like he's truly thinking about other people but he wasn't a selfish character to begin with no kids don't have personal and social awareness yeah kids that's a skill that that's a skill we have to develop you really do not think out of side yourself and there's not a lot of filter for a long while i will say developmentally until you start having i say more empathy or or thinking about others outside of you yeah elliot goes outside at night and waits for him to show up he has no voice calling for them so et like comes out and he's like kind of like shell-shocked and he's like oh my gosh et gets closer and drops the reese's in his lap 
Elliot leads him into his room. I thought this was the sweetest scene where he's like leading E.T. into his room and like E.T.'s like slowly picking them up and like eating one and then he like slowly I just I loved how slow it was and it just built up I just uh, part of me would have been worried that something's going to happen to Elliot like this alien's gonna kill him I think that that's like trying to build the suspense but then it's also a 180 of like no like they have this kind kind relationship eventually they're friends yeah but watching this I just watched in like and love and admiration of like oh my god they're so cute so the men are now out in the field looking for alien activity and they find races not that they would know what the races are all about they just find a pile of them elliot tricks his mom into getting him to stay home from school thinking that he's sick he's not elliot gets out of the closet and introduces et to all of his toys the dog barks at him and he scares E.T. I remember that scene very vividly. E.T.'s scream is something that I remember very, very strongly. Elliot goes to make him food and gets scared by an umbrella. Don't know why I have that written down. That's Here. quite a specific thing. But I think E.T. gets scared by the umbrella. You know, Elliot. <laughs> I, I literally just wrote umbrella scary. Um, yeah, Elliot goes downstairs to go prepare something and then you just hear him freak out. And the umbrella opened. My next note is E.T. falls into the bath and he's drowning while Elliot is on the phone with his mom. Didn't see that. Okay, so his mom phones to check up on him. And he was drawing a bath so that the both of them could have a bath together. Because apparently, like, he smelled and so did E.T. And so his mom called. And then all of a sudden you hear, like, gurgling. And I kind of wish, like, you had seen this scene. Because the way that they had portrayed E.T. drowning was on par to a kid drowning in a pool. Oh, I can picture it. And not realizing it, what to do. Yeah, just it, it's um so yes, uh and it has to do with um uh fight f- flight or freeze. So those are your th- your three how are you reacting be- because um like so that's how ET froze. He didn't know what to do and that's a common thing is it's hard to tell um, when kids are drowning sometimes if they're a freezer because they're not moving they're just like f- frozen underwater and you don't know if they're just like oh head underwater not doing much or like what it is so I can honestly I can picture it exactly was he like laying down on his back mm-hmm. yeah I can and he was just looking up yeah and he had his eyes wide open okay. yeah and I was just thinking okay he's drowning but he's not showing any panic and I also had heard that they like children who are drowning tend to like are looking up because they're looking for their parents. Yeah, they're and if they don't see them panicking or anyone panicking, they just are like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I also think <laughs> I think about this too now is like when we used to sink underwater and we used to pretend drown. Yeah, that was stupid. I think you know what I'm going to say. I'm not <laughs> going to say, but like that was, I hate guarding when kids are doing that. You see them do it once and you're like, panicked and then you're like okay they know what they're doing so when they do it a second time you're less concerned there's very small visual cues that you can look for when someone's pretending but man does it suck for the first like i'd say 40 seconds while that child is doing it you're like (laughs) okay i'm watching you and i'm waiting i'm gonna count to 30 oh okay okay like it it's awful it is awful because the other thing is the kids that are doing it are 
around seven to nine years. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. teenagers. No. And it's not obviously unsupervised kids. They're just like lifeless in the water. It's best when they do it in groups because you go, okay, unlikely. Yeah. But <laughs> mass drowning. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, shit, DNF. <laughs> DNF? S. DNS. <laughs> drowning, not finish. <laughs> so the big brother comes home. Elliot wants to show Michael and he's like, you have to promise promise me it's like the best secret. And I was like, wow, he's like asking a lot. And Gertie comes home at the same time. <laughs> and then it's a screaming match because like E.T. is then revealed and she freaks, she freaks out. out. Uh, Big Bro also freaks out. And then mom comes home and they're all... Um, moving kind of about and hiding. Yeah. yeah. So... Big Bro's reaction, Robert, Robert was a real reveal. That was the very first time he had seen ET. Nice, and he didn't know when he like backed up that he was gonna knock down the. Uh, yeah, nice. Completely unscripted. So the three of them can't tell Mom, and they're trying to ask him where ET is from. He points to the sky. He can make things fly, and then we're. On to the next day, the school kids make fun of him, and that's Elliot. And this is where mom goes back to look in Elliot's closet, and E.T. goes out of the house, looks around, and finds the beer, and then he ends up drunk. And this is now where we're seeing the connection between the two of them. We saw it a little bit the first night when E.T. was there. They both get really sleepy at the same time. That's yeah, that's true. So that's like your first clue, but not as easy to tell or pick up on it until E.T. has a quite the day home alone. Yes. He discovers the TV and now Elliot's in the science lab. And I have a question. Aren't they a bit young to have a science lab like this? Yeah, I think so, because he's not middle school. Also, like, they're killing frogs. I know. I, I guess that was something to do in the 80s. I don't know. Elliot ends up freeing the frogs because he doesn't want to kill them. E.T. grabs a bunch of electronics and he's trying to work he out has, things. Yeah, the TV remote. He has the telephone the, and then, like, this typey thing. Oh, that comes after. Sorry, I have a note. No, that's okay. Gertie and Mom are home. Oh, okay. So this is prior because he kisses the girl. Yes. He, when he's dragging all of the electronics that are on the blanket, do you see the blender base? Oh, yes. It's the same one that we had. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, mom had that blender. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible blender. <laughs> Gertie wants mom to meet E.T. And mom's on the phone because of Elliot being drunk at school. And Gertie had him all dressed up. And this is also when... E.T. gets knocked over by the refrigerator door and like Gertie says a really cute line of like, oh, well, I guess he's down now. <laughs> you had to be there. Yeah, no, you no. there's like some really cute, funny moments that one. And then when because the entire time it's so coincidental, like everything's sketched out so well that the mom would never run into E.T. Yes. Um. And then the other part is the TV's on and it's teaching the alphabet, the alphabet of words that start with the letter B or I can't remember what the letter was specifically. And 
you see Gertie who's reciting the words back and the TV's teaching her her these new words. And then E.T. copies one of them. And she's like, oh, he speaks. And the mom's like, looks over and is like, yeah, the TV talks. <laughs> and E.T.'s behind the TV so the mom can't see her. Yeah. So E.T. foam home is like the big revelation that happens. And men are listening in on them to the van. I don't know how they found them, but I guess they did. E.T. fixes Michael's cut finger. So he has healing powers and they come up with a plan to put this little thingamajig so that they can call the alien spaceship back. So they have to dress E.T. up as a goat, a goat, as a ghost and do a switcheroo with Gertie so that um, it's all like perfectly planned. And this is the Halloween part (laughs) that comes into play with our Halloween themed week. But the mom wants to take a picture of all three of them together and they're... The E.T. standing in the middle, they're holding his hand, and E.T. finally looks up at Robert's costume, and he has a knife through his head, and he just keeps trying to, like, reach up to heal it, and then he's like, no, it's fake, it's fake, and he's like, oh, as, as they're, like, <laughs> trying to get out the door. Uh, I That honestly laughed. It was funny. And then the next is when they're walking him around outside is so cute of him just, like, waddling super slow and they're like dragging him along like oh keep going keep going let's go and then he sees yoda yes person he's like ooh, and then he like turns and and freezes and then tries to walk towards him like no it's a costume keep going (laughs) well the other thing that i like too is when she takes a picture of them and the flash goes and it knocks him back back. yeah (laughs) that was really cute so there's also the comment on imdb that they put yoda in the film but you can also see et in the very first episode of star wars and i look forward to finding this episode one four no. It's in episode one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I because it's... all of the... Oh, yeah. It already been... Yeah. Okay. Nice. Sorry. I just schooled you. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I didn't know which one. It seemed like you were saying the first one. No. But episode, episode one. one. Okay. 1998, 1999? Episode one? Yeah. Came out in the 2000s. Did it really? We went to the movie theaters and watched I it. I know, but I thought it was... But it's early. Podcast, pod, podcasting? Pod racing? Yeah, I know that. But then I'm trying to think, when did Nintendo 64? I guess that would have been like 2000. Uh, 64, I think, is 80. No, what? <laughs> Our dates 90, are really well. 97, 98? Okay, well, when did Phantom of Menace come out? 1996. That was a year off. Phantom of Menace, 1999. Okay, I was going to say 2000. I thought it came out like 2000. I was a year off on both those. But I remember going to the movie theater. Yes. So they bike and E.T. takes over and flies the bike. It's a very infamous flying scene, which is very... And like they're having a really good time together. Mom goes out looking for Elliot because Elliot doesn't come back. And they are just like, he's in the field. And men start approaching the house. E.T. is dialing home. Elliot says that they have to go home because it's late. They stay out all night, but then E.T. ends up missing. Yeah, they fall asleep. When Elliot wakes up, E.T. is gone. Um, He tries to look for him a little bit, can't find him, so then he goes home. And this is... Elliot tells Michael. Michael is the brother's name. It's not Robert? No, it's Michael. I have that. I was like, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, Michael does some correct. Yeah, so brother is uh, Michael. Tells Michael that he has to go find him. 
And Michael realizes that he's being trailed by a vehicle. Michael finds E.T. in oh. a river. Elliot is also feeling very sick. Yes, that's like, the other thing. Like, looks very ill and sick. And he's drowning. And they show mom and finds out that they both are sick. And she takes, like, all the kids away and is like, you can't be near this. A very adult response. The spacemen show up. Okay, why are they in spacesuits? I this is a part where I just laughed. It was funny. They're breaking in through like the doors, and they're like, or like the doors, yes. But like the one window scene where this man like lurches through a window and is like swatting at them, and they're wearing these like NASA white spacesuits, not hazmat. Like, why are they dressed as spacemen? I don't know, and I'm in agreement with that. that <laughs> it is, was funny. I don't understand. And so the house ends up getting quarantined, mm -hmm. and we've finally see faces of adults that's now kind of flipping that this is now an adult situation we are now seeing the film through the adults eyes rather than kids eyes i loved that every situation that came up and how problem like problems were solved were the way that kids would be thinking about solving these problems but now it's completely different Yep. They're looking at the kids. They're looking at Elliot and E.T. And this is the other part that made me laugh was the um, the oxygen tube that they had around E.T.'s face. It's like, it's like, really? Do you think they would do that? I don't know. I don't think they would. I think they would go straight into dissecting him, unfortunately. Well, yes, but the, also I was just like, I don't think that what if he doesn't need oxygen? Yeah, that's the other thing. I don't know. What are they? What are they're they giving, giving him, him? A whole bunch of stuff. Helium? I don't know. They're trying to study ET, but also save him at the same time. ET isn't doing good, but Elliot starts to get better. And I glossed over this, but ET had like given flowers life because they had died, and he loves like plants. Like that's why he's here, and so he made these plants live. And then you see at the scene that the plants die signaling that like et is dying they start cpr on et and then et is pronounced dead elliot talks to et alone and then all of a sudden et comes back alive and he's like hey <laughs> he's like shh get back down yeah they're gonna know <laughs> his heart lights up because basically his spaceship is coming so they kind of kickstart his heart by motley crew <laughs> they steal the vehicle with et in it i loved this i thought this was such a great car chase scene the fact that you have a teenager who said i only know how to drive in reverse because his mom just lets him back down the driveway and i this is another thing when i say i remember this movie really well i remember that the mom only let him reverse down the driveway and then would stop and then they would like, yes. And then to see him drive forward. And I do agree with um, having the two men in like the hazmat suits in the back and he's pulling the, the pins to try and get them yeah. to You're eject like from the, the, urgency the van. Of it and yeah. Okay. So then they end up at a park and they've got Michael's squad and they're like, we need to bike to this place. And then they're doing this cop bike chase with like some BMX jumps throughout like the neighborhood which again was really cool they split up then they end up going flying 
and they land and uh, they do the spaceship. Well, like E.T. is like going back onto the spaceship and uh, E.T. goes back and he's like, I'll be right here. And I cried. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't cry at one day, but I cried at E.T. <laughs> Um, all I want to say is the end scene when the spaceship shows up and they say their goodbyes. I was like, how's Gertie there? Because Gertie's there before the mother and Keys guy is there. Good point. And I was like, uh, and then uh, like a scene later, you see the mom show up with Keys guy. And I was like, but wait, how is she there though? <laughs> I don't know. But I guess at that point, it doesn't really matter too much. He brings the flowers with him though. Yeah, he which does. I was like, oh, yeah. We can jump into our ratings. What is your story rating? Four. My story rating is also a four. I thought it was really solid. I can't really give it too much no, criticism, I, but it was great. I there's probably some room for improvement, but why are they wearing spacesuits? Yeah. Okay. I'll. It's not worth one point, but I guess like there's some some little hiccups. Music. I give it a three point five. And I already explained exactly why how I feel about the music. I also I gave it a three. So okay. we also explained why we would give that. Scenes and locations. Four. Four. Mm -hmm. I gave it a 3.5 out of five. I love the way it was shot low and like looking up at everything. I thought that was great. Um, and there was like very specific scenes and shots that I was like, oh, a lot of thought went into that. And even just one of them, when he was putting his dishes away, he put them in the sink and then it gets really like steamy and it, it like zooms out. I thought it was really nice of him like staring off into up into like space around to the sky. Elliot is the one who was putting his gestures away. I don't know. I just really liked the way that it was filmed. I really liked the beginning. I liked the slow reveal of everything. I think I was too fixated when it came to my score as the location that where they were didn't really have a an identity. And I don't know why I felt as though the place that they were growing up had to have an identity. It didn't. Their home was cool. It was. I was fascinated by the structure of the the inside design architecture of their house. Like how the kitchen layout was with the, the dining table and kind then it like the looped around. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, that was cool. His bedroom really confused me. Yeah. Well, it was the two closets that like connected, connected the kids. Yeah. 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 And I thought that was really cool. But like his is like where the table where you first see ET when they walk into that room. I didn't know that was the bedroom. Didn't have a bedroom feel to it. Yeah. There was like a table. It yeah. Overall score? Uh 7.66. I'm seven out of ten. IMDB has it as 7.9. So you're a little bit closer than I am, but overall, good. Do we keep this DVD? Yes. I am in complete agreement. We should definitely keep this DVD. There's more to explore. The I'm gonna watch the uh John Williams. Yeah. I, I definitely at some point. Not tomorrow, not probably within the year, but in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it'll be worth the rewatch. It's that time of week where we're picking the next film for next week's episode. Yeah. Goodbye to Halloween and on to something else. Are you ready? I am. Okay, we're going to hit random. It's a musical. Can't be a high school musical because that's a series. Mm -hmm. Um. Les Miserables. It's not. 
We're not revisiting Anne Hathaway yet. Oh, darn. You would have said her name as well. Um, it's a musical. I could name some people, but I feel as though... Do you think I can get this? Yeah, I think if I name... Is it Phantom? It's not. Okay. Um... Musical. <laughs> Is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang a musical? I guess so, but it's not that. Let's go with... I'm. Th- nope, think- nope. Don't tell me anything about a musical. What? Do you like this one? Have you seen it before? I have seen it before. Okay. So have you. The Sound of Music is not... No. No, okay. Um, Do I know songs? Like, can I sing some of the songs from it? Do you think? I don't think so. Oh. But you know it. Okay. We've seen it. It's not a cartoon. It's not a cartoon. Okay. Can I give like a smidgen of a hint to see if you can guess it? Mom claims that she's not a fan of this man, but this man is in the musical and we've seen two of his films previously. Christopher Walken. Correct. Christopher Walken's in a musical? He is. A long silence as she's really thinking about this. There's like... Three other big names I could name in this. Would it give it away? It would give it away. Can you give me one? I'm trying to decide which one? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Brittany Snow is in this one. She's actually not who I was thinking of. I don't know who Brittany Snow is. Okay. That's not helpful. <laughs> She's in John Tucker Must Die. <laughs> Did we see this in the movie theater? We did. I really, I just don't. I, if I give you one name, you're going to get it. Okay, fine. Just give me a name. Amanda Bynes. Oh, she's not getting it right away. Everyone's yelling at you right now. <laughs> Amanda Bynes is in a musical? Amanda Bynes is in a musical. Uh, sh- she's the man yeah. is literally the only <laughs> is Christopher Walken is that in the film? she's the man and the other one um what a girl wants yes yeah no those are that. the only two nope. I can think of nope this is gonna be a long uh guess what's this movie about there's some segregation in this film <laughs> I think she's got it John Travolta's in it yes oh um I literally can picture it. <laughs> What's on top of your head? Oh my goodness, it's hairspray. <laughs> wow, it's hairspray. It's hairspray. Okay. Amanda Bynes is in a musical. <laughs> Whoa. I like I couldn't say Zach Efron. I couldn't say John DeVolta because you would have been like Greece. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so then you'd be like, what other what other musical is he in? He plays the mother in Hairspray. Yes. And Christopher Walken is his significant other. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So next week we are watching Hairspray. Sweet. That's a fun one. Yeah. We're going to wrap up the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you would like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. If you would like to listen to more episodes... Uh, make sure you hit follow or subscribe. We put out a new episode every Wednesday and it's going to be a new DVD every Wednesday as well. Until then, have a really great week. 
Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.